Three men were working one day. They were all doing the same task. And the first man was asked, what are you doing? And he said, I'm laying bricks. The second man was asked, what are you doing? And he said, I'm building this wall. The third man was asked, what are you doing? And he said, we're building a cathedral. They're all doing the same task, and it was the perspective that was different about what they were actually building. And as Christians, we are building something together. And what we believe together that we are building is going to make all the difference in how we approach it. Now, I love building things. I always have. When I was a little kid, playing with blocks from my earliest age, and then Legos, and lots and lots of Legos, and I take great joy that my children you know, have my Legos and their Legos, and there's just lots of Legos everywhere. Um, it's perilous at nighttime, but it's, it's a, a beautiful thing. We used to build uh, ramps to jump our bikes off of and little forts in the woods and just love to build. And I remember building a dock with my dad and uh, repairing uh, a, a deck and doing some of those more kind of grown-up things. And now, um, as an adult, you know, I'm a homeowner, and I have uh, a house that I take care of, you know, we just put a, a new roof on the, on the house and for, you know, for our tenants and it's wonderful. It's a headache to uh, maintain, but it's also, there's a certain satisfaction in maintaining a good home and uh, keeping it well maintained. Uh, so I, I love to build things. In Jesus Christ, we are building something and if we build with the right materials, it's going to be a beautiful thing that's built. If we build with the wrong materials, it's going to be a hot mess. And so we want to know that we are, that we know what we're building and that we know that we're building with the right things uh, to see what he's going to do with this. Uh, We're continuing in this journey through 1 Corinthians. This is a letter that Paul wrote to a, uh, to a group of early Christians in the city of Corinth. And he had, he had planted this church. And after he left, there was Um, He had to write this letter to them to remind them to not operate, not live life according to the values of the world around you. And and in Corinth, it was a very uh, upwardly mobile kind of place. People trying to get ahead, um, you know, self-promoting. It was an up-and-coming city. People were boasting about their wisdom and boasting about their spirituality and, and just, you know, trying to to better themselves. And, and they were getting caught up in this sort of this self-promotion, this, this boasting, and it all infected the church. And the people even in the church, they were, they were saying, well, you know, I belong to this, you know, I follow Paul and his teachings. And there was another leader in the church named Apollos, and others said, I follow Apollos. And other people said, I follow Peter. And, and they, they just kind of boasting about the leaders that they like the best. And, and, and Paul said, look, this should not be. And he tells, and he, he told them earlier, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, he had addressed this issue, and he said there shouldn't be these divisions, because as followers of Jesus, you're following Jesus, not any one of these human leaders. But actually, he's circling back, because he said, you know what, those leaders were important in what God is doing here. Because, again, something is, 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 is being built together. He said, you know what that was? Those were just, those were just servants who were serving him. And he, he looked at it like this. He said, you know, I'm, I'm just the one who planted a seed. And somebody came up, Apollos, he came up and he watered that seed. But it was God who made it grow. 
And he said, you know, it's kind of, it's like a building. Changes the analogy. He said, I laid a foundation. Somebody else is building on it. We're not in competition with each other. We're building something together. There's a firm foundation. There's the right materials. And it's going to become something beautiful. And just as they, that early church in the first century, were building something together, we too are called to this place. We're in this, a bunch of people gathered in this room together that God has called us to be a people who are building something. And we want to know what that is and what we're doing together so that we can do it to the glory of God. Let's pray. Father, as we look into your word, as we have gathered in your name in this place, we pray your blessing over this time, that we would understand who we are and what we are doing as we work together. And that it truly would be for your glory and for the sake of what you're doing in this world. By faith, we believe that you are here and that you desire for us to grow in our trust of you, to grow in your wisdom and to grow in your way, Lord. So may today even be one small step towards that. And again, It's because you're good. It's because you have blessed us. It is for your glory that we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, I want to look at this this thing, this building that is being built. I want to look at the foundation. I want to look at the building materials. And then I want to look at the purpose of this, what, what actually is being built. We start first with the foundation. We see here in verse 10 that the foundation is Jesus. Verse 10, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. Someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care for no one can lay any foundation other than the one which is already laid is Jesus Christ. The problem with this church is they look at Paul and he had, he had brought this message of Jesus to these people and they saw him as the foundation. Some of them at least said, yeah, Paul is our foundation. He said, no, no, I laid a foundation. That foundation was Jesus. And anybody else who comes to teach, and even if they teach a little different than me or a different aspect of the faith, they are building on that same foundation of Jesus. And everybody had a role, but it's, we are not to, why are we dividing into camps? We're all working together on this thing, on the foundation of Jesus. The foundation of Jesus is a unique foundation in all of the world. Of all faith systems and religious systems, the foundation of Jesus is a foundation of grace, of God's grace. That Jesus Christ came to this world to extend God's grace to us. And he did that by taking on sin on the cross in his death. That we, so he takes the punishment that we deserve and he gives us forgiveness and he gives us his righteousness and his grace. All other systems of faith are all about what I do. How do I accomplish? How do I build this thing? How do I walk the right path? Or how do I seek um, different levels of of spirituality? Or how do I um, administer justice in the world? Or how do I do things? And the Christian faith is uniquely about what has been done, what has been accomplished by Jesus. He's done it all. And anything that we do is just building on that building on the foundation of his grace, not about what we do or accomplish. So this morning, as we sit here, my question for you is, is your foundation Jesus Christ and his grace? Not just um, trying to be spiritual, not just trying to do more good deeds, not just um, 
trying to be better, but that you know that your feet are firmly planted on a foundation of his grace and what he has already accomplished because of the cross. And if you're not sure, or if you say, I'm, I don't know the answer is, is yes to that, I want to strongly encourage you to check out Alpha. We've got a course starting this week, and you can just check it out, because that is a place where you can lay or sort of firm up that foundation of Jesus Christ, to know that you understand it. Not just faith in God, not just spirituality, but Jesus Christ and what's been done. For those of you who are sitting here today and you say, you know what, I actually, that is my foundation. Absolutely. I understand what Jesus did and by faith I receive his grace. We know that now we have this precious foundation and our purpose now is to invite other people to stand on it with us. The purpose statement of this church begins, uh, we, we exist to invite people into a relationship with Jesus Christ in a community of Christian love. That we are people who are being invited to be part of this foundation as we build together uh, to what God is, is building us into. So the foundation is Jesus, but what are we building with? Secondly here, what are these building materials? And the Apostle Paul, as he's writing to this church, he said basically there's two ways you can build. You can build with good, precious, and durable materials, or you can build cheap and when the fire of, of God's judgment and testing comes, you're going to see if it was built with something good and durable or if it was something that's going to burn up and cheat. Verse 12, if, anybody, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, or costly stones, or wood, hay, and straw, their work will be shown for what it is. Because the, the day will bring it to light. It'll be revealed with fire. The fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what, he is, if what has been built survives, the builder will receive reward. If, what has been, if it has been burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the, the flames. So it begs, it begs the question, like, what are you going to build with? And you need to be careful with what you build with because God cares about it and God will test it. Now, if we build together with cheap things or things that will easily burn... The comfort is, as long as you're standing on that foundation of Jesus, you're going you're gonna to survive. You're going to be okay. You might smell like smoke. You might survive by the skin of your teeth. But you're firm on the foundation. So ultimately, you are safe. But it's important how you build. You want to, have, uh, to build with, with good things. It's a metaphor. This building metaphor is a metaphor for our life together. What are the precious and good things that we're going to use to build our life together, and particularly our relationships. The, the judgment against this church in Corinth was based on how they were treating each other. This is a church that was, they were um, quarreling with each other, they were dividing from each other, they were kind of ranking themselves as better than each other, and this is a church, and 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 you look at it and say, the way that you're treating each other, this shows how immature you are, that you're building with some cheap stuff. It wasn't, the judgment against them wasn't, you know, this is how much you pray, this is how much you know the Bible, but it's relationships. Now, those are good things. But even Jesus said, you know, the world's going to know that you're my followers if you love one another. It's how you relate to each other that's really going to show 
what the quality is of, of what you're building with. And the question is, um, how will they or how will we or any church build on this foundation with precious things? You could build with cheap things, cheap things like worry and fear and resentment and quarreling. Um, those things, suspicion of each other, gossip. Or are we going to use precious things like love and forgiveness and speaking truth in love and gentleness and kindness with one another? You know, we're in a season right now as a church where we're actually working on these things. To say, look, we're in a season where there's, there was last summer a lot, a lot of turnover and some things changing. And we have an opportunity to take a look and say, what are we building with? How are we organized? How do we support one another in the good work of ministry that we're doing? And it's not just the end result, but it's the process. It's how we treat one another. It's how we speak to one another. It's how we communicate well with one another or not. And to evaluate and take a very intentional action to have healthy processes and healthy ways of interacting. Now, as we grow together, we're going to be building with precious and good things and taking the time that it takes to do that. And we've made some good progress. Even this week, there's um, some hiring process has been finalized and some organizational things have been finalized and position descriptions. And we'll be looking to fill positions in our children's ministry shortly and in the youth ministry. And we're excited about that but making sure that we're not just, not just doing it cheap, but doing it uh, with intentionality and God's wisdom and, and doing it with deep faith and where God is leading us. And so we want to build with precious things, but why would anybody, why would we or anybody build with cheap things? The reason you might do that is because you would build with cheap things if you think you're poor. And Paul reminds them, the key verse here is really in verse 21, that they have everything. He says, all things are yours. In verse 22, whether it's Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, everything's yours. It's been given to you. You are of Christ and Christ is of God. Whatever is of God has been given to you. You are so spiritually wealthy. Why would you behave as if you're poor? Because if you feel poor, you're going to act poor. You're going to cling to things. The people in this church were clinging to their little slice of Jesus. You know, our little slice that, that Paul taught us, that's my slice. And the other group, you know, what Peter teaches, that's our slice. And what Apollos taught, he said, it's all, the, the, all the slices are yours. The whole pie, the whole thing is yours. And if you feel poor, you're, you're going to behave poor um, but they weren't poor. They're so wealthy and you can act rich. Well, what would it look like to act rich? Three things. One, if, if you think that you are spiritually rich, you're going to act rich and you're going to uh, take risks. It's going to look like taking risks. It's going to look like taking risks to share your faith. If you feel spiritually poor, you will not take risks to share your faith. You will um, collect whatever you have intentionally over time and then maybe a little take a little risk here because i feel poor so i just need the little bit that i have and then maybe a little bit here but if you feel spiritually rich everywhere you go you'll just be handing it out i've got something so good to share and i just share my faith so openly and so freely because i have all the resources in the world when somebody is in need you can spend big 
I don't have to just give a little encouragement or just a little um, hope to them. I have, I have all the resources. I can walk alongside somebody. I, can, I can give of myself to others because I have so much to give. That's, that's operating from a place of being rich. Uh, secondly, the other, the, the other way of um, acting rich is to also realize that you belong to the church, but the church belongs to you. Therefore, you utilize the riches of the church. That uh, you're not just on the giving end, but you can be on the receiving end. Therefore, it's okay to hurt. You're going to come into this thing that we're building together with your own grief and with, with your own shame and with your own failures and brokenness and the hurts of this life. And it's okay to say, look, I don't have it all together. I actually need prayer. I need support. I, am, I need to be on the receiving end. But if you think that we are poor and don't have a lot of resources, you'll just sort of say, well, I don't want to be a burden. And everybody else is doing okay. I'm just going to keep my burden here because I don't want to take away from this limited resource that we have. But if you look at this and say, you know what? We've got all the resources of God. Then you know what? I, I need some help. And I can be who I am. And we can put away with the guilt and the shame and really support each other to heal and to walk forward together. Thirdly, it, it, operating from a wealthy position looks like forgiveness. Because you realize that the God of the universe has forgiven all of your sins. Every one of them. That Jesus Christ died on a cross for you. That you have received grace upon grace. And now, from that place, you can then give it. When you're offended, you can seek to reconcile and to forgive. And you can do it quickly. Because you're operating from a place of great a wealth of forgiveness that you've received, and now you operate with that forgiveness. That's what it would look like to, to build with precious materials. Overall, it's all about just understanding how I've been blessed and gifted and using my gifts, my spiritual gifts and my experiences and all that God's blessed me with to be a blessing to this work that we're doing together. And we're going to talk more about how we find and use our spiritual gifts as this letter goes on. We'll have time to explore that, but remembering that we're operating from a place of great wealth, not poverty. So we have the foundation of Jesus Christ. We have these, these precious, um, precious materials, these durable materials that we're building with. Well, what is it that we're actually building? And the answer is right here in verse 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? That you, what you're building, you are being built up together to be a, a temple, to be a place where a God lives. Now, in, in Corinth, they understood the concept of temple because there was a lot of temples and shrines and, and these things. There was, a huge, um, there was a huge temple to Aphrodite. There was a temple to Poseidon, a temple to Apollo, and all these other gods and shrines. And the idea of it is you had a fancy building, and inside of it there was some sort of image or statue of a god or of whatever it is, and you would go and offer sacrifice and, and in some way experience the power of that god or, or tap into the power of that god. Now, for the Christians in Corinth, this is strange. Because they are a temple that's made out of living stones. And that the Spirit of God is amongst them and with them together as, as a community. So they could be talking to their neighbor and say, hey, where's your temple that you worship at? Well, 
kind of a temple to get where it's me, it's, it's my brothers and sisters, we're, we're a temple. Well, where do you offer sacrifices? Well, you know, Jesus offered the ultimate sacrifice, and, and so our whole life, therefore, as we trust him, our lives become sacrifices. I'm a living, I'm the sacrifice, I'm a living sacrifice. That's just a weird, that's a weird setup. Yet, it is beautiful. Because it's, it's more real than any building. It's more powerful than any statue or anything that they could try to tap into. The very presence of God among his people. That's a beautiful building. That's what we're building together. Um, you know, in this place, here in this room, and I talk to people, and, and they say, look, I, I, I'm becoming part of this church. There's something here. There's something special. And I like the music, but it's not the music. And the preaching, yeah, it's okay, but it's not the preaching. It's, there's something else when we gather. And I say we are, as God's people, God's Holy Spirit is present here, is living here. It's actually at the center of what this is. And that's what you're feeling. That is what you are experiencing, that he is building us into a beautiful temple. So we're going to be careful to build well. We're going to be careful to use the most precious, most durable uh, materials. And we know that as we do this, God protects us. Verse 17, you know, God's not going to let anybody destroy his temple. We are protected by him. We are precious to him. So together we're building on the foundation of Jesus. We're building with precious materials. And we're building a temple of the Holy Spirit of God present in our midst. That's our perspective. So, yesterday you could have gone to the kitchen here at the church and seen somebody with a knife and said, Hey, what are you doing? And they could say, I'm chopping vegetables. Or they might say, I'm preparing a nice meal for the New Life Luncheon for people to enjoy. Or that same person could say, you know what I'm doing? We're building a temple here. We're building a kingdom. We're proclaim- we are sharing this meal in an effort to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to uh, senior adults in our community. Because we love them and God's called us to love them. That's what we're doing. You could go downstairs today and go to one of our group leaders, one of our teachers, and say, what are you doing? And they could say, I'm not sure, but I think I'm teaching a lesson. <laughs> lesson uh, unit four, lesson two A. Or they could say, you know what? These are precious stones in this room, and God wants to build them uh, with me on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And we're going to make sure that they are standing firm on the foundation of Jesus and his grace and, and build them up to be part of God's kingdom here in this place. Tomorrow, as you, uh, if you get up and go to work tomorrow, someone could ask you where you're going. You could say, I'm heading to work. Back to the grind. Or you could say, you know what? I believe that wherever I go, God has put me there. And he has a purpose for me being in those places. Whatever tasks I accomplish for my boss or for my company, I I don't just do them for the sake of making money. I don't just do them for the sake of my company. I do them to the glory of God because God has given me life. And he's given me the ability to do them and I'm grateful and I do them to the glory of God. And I believe that in those places, I will be around people who need God's love, who need to know his truth, who who need to know his grace. And I can be an agent of his grace and his mercy and his justice wherever I go. That's what I'm doing today. It's all about our perspective.
Let us pray. Father, I pray that we would be a people who are building only on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And we we believe that all other ground is truly sinking sand. But we stand on his grace and his accomplished work on the cross. And I pray that we would just know how blessed we are, how spiritually rich we are, that as we go, as we, as we gather together and as we scatter apart, that, that you would be glorified in what is being built, that it would be in your name and to your glory. Help us to know our, how you've gifted us. Help us to, to use it well, Lord. In those places where we feel inadequate, in those places we feel that we've failed or have gone cheap, Lord, we receive your grace again. We stand on your grace once again and continue to press on because you are worthy. Be glorified in our church, Lord, and in your church everywhere. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.